Welcome to Thrive in Business Together with Nikki and Ness. We would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of country, the Yuggera and Wurundjeri people of Brisbane and Melbourne respectively, where Nikki and I both work and live. Hello, beautiful people. I am so excited to introduce to you today's guest speaker, which is the one and only Donna McGeorge. Now, if you've listened to the last couple of episodes, Ness and I really challenged this concept of time management tool is not what you need. It's not about getting more time management tools to help create this space and more time. And we're thrilled to be able to bring you not just this episode, but the next episode as well, as we turned it into a two-parter with Donna, because she is an expert in this space. Donna is all about challenging existing concepts of time management and productivity, and she champions a new, more personalized approach. So we talked about the best way to combat this myth of wasted time, which is all about living deliberately. Donna is so passionate about empowering individuals, teams, and organizations to be more purposeful. And in essence, that's what we really delve into today. Donna is also the author of 11 books and publications, including best-selling It's About Time series and her latest book, The ChatGPT Revolution. And as you're about to find out in this episode, I am absolutely obsessed with these books. I have them on hand with me all the time, and I've taken so much out of them in terms of how I can look at, view, and work with my time instead of against my time. So enjoy the episode. Hello, beautiful listeners, and hello, Donna McGeorge. Hi, Donna. <laughs> it is super cool to have you here live in the virtual studio. And I really want to pick your brain because Ness and I are obsessed with helping business owners, as we know, get out of the busy trap, get time freedom back. And it's so aligned with the work that you do. We just recorded a couple of podcast episodes on the fact that a time management tool is not actually what we need. And you yourself, Donna, talk about in your book. Oh, let me just one moment for those YouTubers. Hello. Three of my favorite books. If you're listening, I'm holding up three of my favorite books that Donna McGeorge has written, and we will put them in the links in the show notes, of of course. So Donna, your mission is to give back people time, give people back time for the most important things in their world. And yet it is so hard for busy business owners to either start to create the change, and by that I mean find the space, the pause, the time to actually implement some of the things that we talk about, uh, or they might start to create the change, but it's really damn hard to make it stick. First up, why do you think that is? Why is it so hard? What's the barrier and the block for busy business owners, people to start or make it stick? Well, if we're talking about just making space for themselves, like just let's just use that as an example, just protecting some time for themselves, because the world is designed against that. We live in this hustle culture. We have everyone say we've got to be doing something all the time, you know, otherwise it's wasted time, any mm. downtime is wasted time. And so the moment you begin to try and find time for yourself and create the pause or create some gaps for yourself, so it's like the world comes at you and says, wait, what are you, do- what are you doing that for? So that's the first thing. The second thing is habits are hard to break. Mm. So if you've been in the habit of doing something a certain way, Holy cow, it's hard to break a habit. You've really got to consciously work on it. And it makes your brain hurt 
a little bit and your body, depending on what the habit is. But it does make your brain hurt because you've got to work a bit hard at it. You've got to be conscious of it. And in that early phase, if you will, of setting yourself up with a new way of working, whatever that is, it's hard. And so when things are hard, people bail, right? Yeah. Because mm. And they find all sorts of good legitimate reasons to do that. Like my life's busy, I've got kids, all this stuff, because it just gets a bit hard. But, but the people who are listening right now who push through, you get to the other side for it to be easy. There is a little kind of hill you have to overcome. Once you get over the hill, you're away. Right? It's just now the theory says it's 21 days. I don't know if that's true. Mm. I say keep going until it's not hard. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> exactly. I say similar things. I know. It's like, well, for some things it'll be 21 days, for others, yeah. yeah it just depends. And I think there's so many different time frames that you hear. And uh, you've you prompted me to remember reading one of the, my most favorite books around habits, and that's The Atomic Habits by James mm. Clear. I'm even on his weekly email list. It's a great refresher and a reminder awesome. that there actually is a science behind it, that you can't have an expectation that you will make a decision with lots of motivation today to do something differently and that motivation is going to see you through because that's why people set New Year's resolutions and then by the middle of January they're out the window, right? Because well, that's it. the motivation is high and then it drops. The motivation is high and if we're relying on willpower, we're a bit stuck. Because mm -hmm. what we do know is willpower has a direct relationship to decision fatigue. Mm -hmm. So if I'm trying to have the willpower to take some time or go to the gym or eat better or whatever it is, and I just have the kind of day where I'm flat out busy all the time and I'm in meetings and I'm making powerful decisions, which most leaders and business owners are doing, they're in the business of making decisions. By the time you're, you're trying to use your willpower to do the thing, you've just run out of gas, right? And that's another... so. I wish I, you know, of all the time management books, I wish I'd written Atomic Habits. It's an awesome book. <laughs> and I don't have many newsletters in my inbox, but that's one I look at every single time. It's always yeah. And so I won't go into the science of habits mm. right now. I'm going to suggest go get the book. Yep. You'll, you'll, you'll never book. regret that. Um, but it does talk about all the conditions you need to set you up for the yeah. most possible success with making or breaking habits. Which actually lends, lends me to the next question, which is around, you know, what do we do to make it stick? I really love what you're saying there, Donna, around uh, wasted time. So we've had so many conversations, just not on this podcast, but with our clients, with ourselves, with each other around uh, that pause, that space, that pulling back. And it does feel like wasted time. And it's such an important piece of insight there that the world is almost skewed to we'll set this sort of goal or focus, but the world is skewed to go, no, 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 here's all, here's all the reasons why I don't. And it could even be those feelings of guilt around that wasted time. And it is hard. Let's just own it. It's hard. <laughs> it's damn hard, people. So be kind to yourself. Yeah. That's really, really uh, important as well. Are you stuck in the busy trap or on Juggle Street being all things to all people despite having a team? Or perhaps your business is feeling chaotic. Do the mini business health check to get 10 strategies in under 10 minutes so you can get time freedom back, experience peak performance, and finally leverage smart growth in your business. Head over to b2businesstogether.com.au forward slash health check. And if you're ready for us to help in a more hands-on way, email us at hello at businesstogether.com.au and we'll set up a time to chat. I want to just also touch quickly, this is your latest book, The Chat GPT Revolution, baby. Honestly, I'm totally such a big fan, as as everybody can probably tell. 
I'm also holding the one day refund and the first two hours. And it's all about the, in the, it's about time series with chat GPT. After reading this, I actually walked away feeling that the, cause there's a lot of fear around AI and I walked away feeling like if I choose or if we choose it to be so, that AI can actually reverse some of the damage that's been caused from the industrial revolution era, which you talked about hustle culture previously, you know, and we are all about all three of us breaking that hustle culture for ourselves and for you beautiful listeners as well. So I walked away really having this sense of empowerment that if I choose it to be ChatGPT or whatever the version is, can actually help reverse some of that damage. And I would love to know what your, for those listeners that haven't yet read this book and please get your hands on it, what do you think is kind of the biggest tip for people who maybe haven't explored, read your book or explored this place? And linking it back to, we're wanting to create new habits. We're wanting to make them stick. What are your thoughts? That's a, another big question, Donna. So let's just explore. Question. Could you could you next time ask me a little teeny tiny question? Oh, I'll do my best. Big questions. Make my brain hurt. Okay. Um, so if no one's used it before, first of all, why? Why? So yeah. is it that you don't need to? You don't have any, you know, thoughts about it or whatever? That's okay. But those of you who might be, oh, gee, I'm not sure or I'm a bit nervous or, you know, I've heard everything from I'm a purist and I don't want to, you know, ruin my world with AI in some way. Or I might be fearful, you know, it's a whole dystopian future. The robots are going to kill us all. My suggestion is get in and just have a play. So chat PPT is called chat PPT. It is a chat bot, but on anything. Right now, if you've, if you've had to do an insurance claim, if you've had to get some kind of help on any banking website, chances are you've already had a conversation with a chat bot in some mm-hmm. way, shape or form, because that's what they are. But yes. where chat PPT is different, it's a chat bot about anything, anything. And so I would say get into a conversation with it. And what I'll do is I will send, and uh, you can put in the show notes, a whole bunch of prompts for people to try around the various roles it can play in your professional and personal life. So, for example, if you're in your professional life, if you're a small business owner, you may not have HR admin or an HR role. How can it help you with HR? And if you're at home, it can be, you know, how can you have your own personal meal planner and dietitian at your fingertips, right? So I'll give you some prompts to play around with around that. But the first thing is to get in and have a play. And that's what I did. I protected time, given that I'm an authority on productivity. I thought I'd better (laughs) check this thing out. So I protected a couple of hours in my diary specifically to play with ChatGPT back in, like when it first came out, December, January, so I could just get to know it. The biggest mistake I see people make is they go and they have one go and they don't like the answer and they go, oh, this is rubbish, this chat GPT is rubbish. The nice thing is you can't hurt its feelings. So you can tell it <laughs> it's rubbish. So you put a prompt in, it gives you a rubbish response. You say, oh, that was rubbish. Now, the interesting thing is rubbish in, rubbish out. So what you do is you give it a bit more context and it'll give you a better answer. So I, I, it's very hard. That's very specific. It's like go into a room and just be creative, like on what? So I'd say, you know, what are you stuck with? So is there a, an email that you've got to write and you've been up composed like thinking about how you'd make it start with that is there a proposal that you've got to do and you just haven't quite got the right words are you revamping your website and you're stuck on rewriting the copy you know any kind of written form just where are you stuck i think chat dpt is the great unsticker Mm. because it just gives you a start with whatever you're stuck with Gee, what comes up for me is why was this not around when I started my first business? Yeah. <laughs> because if I had have known all of that that you just said, those times of overthinking and procrastination may have been 
replaced with creativity that's sparked by some ideas from somewhere else. Because one of the things that I noticed when I went into partnership with Nikki is when I was trying to do it all in my head, it was really, really difficult. And I kind of would bag myself out saying, you're not very creative and not be nice. And then when I started working with Nikki and we started creating together, I realized actually just having someone to bounce off made me realize that what I I do have creativity. I can come up with some great ideas. I have a lot to contribute. So I wonder whether the experience of if you're a solo business owner, you know, and you don't have a partner in crime, then could you use chat GPT as your friend to go, I'm trying to be creative about this because you always start with something in in your head, right? And you could put one sentence in to get that conversation. That's what I'm kind of hearing from you, Donna, that it's, it could be a conversation you're having. It's like, well, it's not quite right. That's not quite what I was thinking. What about if you change the focus to this or, or something along those lines? That's exactly it, right? And the difference is if it's a real human sitting next to you and you say to them, what do you think about this? And they go, blah, 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 blah. And you say, oh, that's not really what I want. It's a risk you might hurt someone's feelings, <laughs> yeah, right? <clears throat> so it can't hurt their feelings. So that's exactly it. I use it as a thought partner. Mm. Now, just to be clear, it isn't terribly creative. But if you say to it, give me a start on this. What are your thoughts about that? You know, I need five ideas for, to answer this question. There'll be something in there that sparks it. And I call it Charlie because holy cow, chat GPT is a mouthful. So I say mm. to Charlie, I think of Charlie as an eager intern with a hangover. <laughs> so eager intern, anxious to please, wanting to serve you well, really keen to do the best possible job at and, and but you've got to check its work a little bit. Yeah. So like an eager intern, the way in which you would give it instructions, the way in which you would, you know, give context, give them context about a problem and then say, now go away and research that for me. You'll get a way better result if you've, the more information you've given them, you know, if it's a human, if it's an actual little eager intern, the results you get back will be directly related to how mm. you prompt them and, how, and what information you give them. And Charlie's the same. And you have to check its work because sometimes it tells you lies. maybe that's the hangover part with a hangover so you better check it oh that's such a cool analogy and you can really see how this can help legitimately save time because even as we're talking through this how much time i don't really want to say wasted because we just talked about wasted but actually spent stuck in the thinking stuck in the, the oh, I just, I just can't get started. You know, what do I need to do to get started? And Ness, as you said, we're so fortunate that we have each other, but even sometimes we're not available to each other mm. because we're in meetings or whatever it might be. So I'm really, I was embracing it before and I'm really embracing it even more. I, I've called her Kathy for Chatty Kathy. So Jules inspired that idea. <laughs> um, you know, Kathy and I are fast becoming good friends and now I know her more because she's you know, the intern, eager intern that's hungover. So I really feel like I I know her more intimately already. But this is the thing. This is such a valuable tool. So if we can move through that fear of the unknown or the uncertainty, we can actually choose to look at how can we embrace her. And I love, thank you for writing that book and bringing this because I think that's a real gift. And even the viewpoint of looking at it from a more proactive, I'm going to say optimistic rather than positive, but actually optimistic for what it can do to help us. And that leads me also, let's move on to another conversation. Oh, holding up one day refund, uh, the book. So because a lot of the thought process there is around, is I think it's 15%. You know, if we can get that 15% back in our lives, 
And I mean, I am looking at decluttering. I've started decluttering my office, Donna. It was so many, so many different things that people will be thinking, what is Nikki talking about? Can you just share with us this concept of the 15 or the one day refund or the 15% refund? Because again, I think this really stacks with, we've talked about creating habits, not relying on willpower, which is fickle um, or motivation. Mm -hmm. We're talking about tools that can help with this, getting some time back. Share with us a little bit about the one day refund or this 15%. Sure. So just before I do a little segue from that into this, studies out of MIT in the US are showing that using ChatGPT, humans using ChatGPT can give them back up to 30% of their time, which is awesome because that's twice what you need. So now flip into the 15% rule. What I talk about with the 15% rule is that you need a buffer of 15% in your life to have the capacity to cope with the stuff that things that that get thrown at you. So I want you to imagine now, and this, this may not be that hard for some of your listeners, that you've got a really full diary for the next six weeks and it's back to backs and you don't have any space at all for any of your team to get hold of you, a new opportunity that might emerge, or a curveball or problem that comes. And so those are the three things that often end up having us feel busy and mm-hmm. flat out and exhausted and overwhelmed. It's the, the expected stuff is awesome, right? We can, you know, put all that in our diary and it's fine. But it's when the unexpected hits us that we can't cope as well. And then we end up with those feelings of overwhelm. So if you have at least a 15% buffer in your diary every other day or week or however you want to do it, it just means you've got room. So in my case, it's room for when, you know, a couple of awesome podcasters come to me and say, hey, we'd love to have you on your show. But whilst it might sound terribly sexy for me to say, oh, I'm sorry, I'm booked out for the next six months, which is not a terribly sexy voice, but you get the idea. (laughs) It might sound like that makes me very important. But actually what it means is I missed out on this awesome opportunity. Mm -hmm. So I always have buffer in my diary for either curveballs where I've got to dive in and do something really urgent to fix something or an opportunity that lands. So so it's adaptive capacity and it's about an hour a day. So again, anyone that's listening, you know, how do you feel when someone cancels a meeting? Uh, now, normally, normally <laughs> <laughs> really, <laughs> people feel. And I'm going to suggest that you book a meeting with yourself every day. Now, if you don't want to cancel it, so you have that woohoo feeling, go for it. But like, have a meeting scheduled every day. This is lunch. Not mm. this is in addition to lunch. We have a meeting with myself booked <laughs> every day, just to give you some capacity, just at very least, to stop and breathe and think. Mm. So that's at best. At worst. Now I've got a little bit of a gap if some awesome opportunity or if some problem blows up, I can attend to it without having to skip dinner and time with the family in the evenings. So I say, you know, what's the the biggest chunk you can protect? So a lot of people struggle. Like they can do an hour a day typically, but if I was to say half a day, can you protect half a day? Now this doesn't mean we go and goof off. This is it, 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 very simply it's, I just have half a day where I don't book any meeting. Yep. It's half a day for me to catch up and mm. shift all my activity horizon from behind me and catching up on everything that's overdue to in front of me. I'm now doing work that's, you know, preemptive or, or getting me ahead or proactive, mm. getting me ahead of the game. So where did 15% come from? Just in case anyone very scientifically listening to this, it actually has its roots in manufacturing and uh, capacity planning when in manufacturing and I've kind of just pulled it out of that world and said I wonder what would happen uh, if we had a bit of capacity mm-hmm. both mentally and this is kind of again back to the just to link back to the chat GPT conversation 
every time you're stuck, you're using mental capacity and you're kind of on a treadmill of I'm stuck, I'm stuck, I don't know what to do, I don't know what to do, and you're using all that energy up there. Whereas if you dive in and say, hey, Kathy or Charlie, help me with that, you're giving yourself immediately a pile of capacity back. So I think, you know, we need it because we need space to, to breathe. And it's all sorts of things. I'm just looking at the bookcase behind you. Now, those who are on YouTube will see the bookcase um, behind Nikki. That mm. doesn't look full to me. It looks like it's it, certainly there's lots of space in there. And, you know, that's kind of what I'm talking about, both in a physical context. Have I got space to move around my house? Mm. Is, is my spare room able to be a spare room or is it just chock full of stuff? Are my bookcases all triple thing and I go to try and find a book and everything's falling out? Is my garage, I can't fit a car in it? These are all the kind of things that consume our capacity and that when we have clear space, we can get ourselves up to 15, if not 30% of our world back to us, both physically and uh, mentally. There are so many things I love about what you're saying there. <laughs> what comes to mind, um, so I did a big move over Christmas from country back into the city and packing up a house that I'd lived in for over 10 years and growing kids, all that kind of thing. And so I challenged my girlfriends to do the minimalist challenge in August last year. So I started six months before my move of declutter. And and the concept behind that is uh, on day one, you choose one thing to declutter and obviously you work your way through. By day 31, you've got 31 things to declutter. So I, I can't remember the maths on it, but it's some ridiculous amount, like four or 500 items are gone at the end of the month. And what was really wonderful was for all of us, we would sit down over, you know, sort of brunch on a Sunday and go, I feel lighter. I feel like, you know, I've gotten rid of stuff that for me, I think in amongst that period of time, I I was still hanging on to my wedding dress from like a very long time ago and I'm way long divorced. And so like, why was I hanging on to that? You know, what is it about those kinds of things? And I know that there's some, not in that case, but there's emotional connection to some of the things. Like I'm a real card keeper and had every single card from my kids being born through to, you know, whatever. And then I'm sitting there looking and going, why am I hanging on to this? Like for what purpose? And so I think within, and this is where it's around breaking cycles and challenging ourselves to think about how can life be easier? How can we get rid of things? My dad and stepmom had stuff in storage for nearly 12 months before they moved into their place. And it's interesting watching them unpack boxes and go, do I actually need this? It's been away for a year. How have I lived without it? And do I need it? And so I love this concept that you're bringing that right across life. And I think the chat beat, well, Charlie, I think (laughs) Charlie, Kathy, I think all of that, what I notice is Nikki's probably a little bit ahead on the journey than me. But what I see is the fear mongering out there in the world around how it's dumbing people down, it's taking away creativity, it means that we don't hear your natural voice. And it's like anything out there in the media, if we listen to it, it can impact our belief system around it. So I wonder how many people maybe are listening down that pathway without opening their minds. And I'm very excited to see your How Chat GPT Can Help guide. Because you're talking about bringing this into life and bringing it into the everyday to create that extra space because so many people that we work with and we talk to don't know how they're going to get it back. Where do I find 15%? Where do I have an hour? Because they're being 
you know, their their diaries. I remember talking to a leader, particularly during COVID and doing Zoom meetings, where everybody's diary is available to everyone. And she was saying she actually, she goes meeting back to back to back with no time for a toilet break, no time to be able to go get lunch. It's like, that's ridiculous. How can you get productivity from that? I'm loving this conversation. I'm all over the place and I don't even have a question, but I just wanted to contribute to the discussion to say there's so many different lenses we can look at this through, not just our business, but our lives in general, which let's face it, they're one and the same, aren't they? If we own our business, even if we're working for somebody else, we spend so much time at work. Where could we free up 15% at work and at home? How cool would that be? Can I just jump in there? Because I feel like there's so much that you're going to say to all of that. So I got I got a lot to say. You got a lot to say. So I'm going to pop the pause button and say, we're going to do a part two. Ooh. So for all those listeners out there, because we're very aware of your time, of everybody's time. So we're going to pop the pause button. Make sure you keep out an eye out for part two of this incredible conversation with Donna McGeorge. And I feel like we're going to talk a little bit more about this 15%. Oh, so much, so much. I'm not going to put the words in Donna's mouth. So we'll see you in the next episode. Beautiful listeners. See you then. Thanks for listening to today's app. If you loved what you heard, find us on LinkedIn and let us know what you enjoyed. Also, don't forget to rate and review. And of course, share this episode with your biz besties. Ness and I are obsessed with helping you break through your business and life barriers to get you to your next frontier of growth. We bring two business minds and two perspectives into your business. As the magician, I help connect the dots, see the possibilities and the hidden potential. And as the architect, Ness turns those possibilities into practice, implementing plans and frameworks. Because let's face it, every vision needs a practical pathway to success. We offer business health checks, taking you from chaos to clarity in just 30 days. Are you curious to find out more? Send us an email or go old school and give us a call. All our details are in the show notes and on our website. Until next time, happy listening and here's to thriving in business and life.